Welcome to this Thorax podcast. Today I'm interviewing Dr. Luca Ricaldi. Dr. Ricaldi works at the Centre for Rare Lung Disease at the University of Modona in Italy. And today he's going to talk to us about an article that he first authored in the New England Journal of Medicine titled Efficiency of a Tyrosine Kinase Inhibitor in Idiopathic Pulmonary Fibrosis. Thank you, Dr. Ricaldi, for taking the time to do this podcast. Could you start by explaining why this study needed to be done? Thank you for this kind invitation. This study needed to be done because there is no treatment for IPF at the moment. So idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis is a progressive disease with a very high mortality rate. And only recently, the European Medical Agency approved pyrfenidone, which has not been approved, by the way, by the FDA in the U.S. And so we are very short of treatment for this deadly disease. And the second reason why this trial was needed is that this disease is not as rare as we considered some years ago. So it's the most frequent of the interstitial lung diseases, and its prevalence is uh, increasing over the years, as it has been shown in a recently uh, paper published by Thorax. And how did you carry out the study? So the study was a phase two Um, safety and efficacy dose-ranging study comparing four different doses of a triple kinase inhibitor that was originally developed for lung cancer uh, against placebo over one-year time using the decline in force vital capacity, which is the main uh, measure of lung function in restrictive lung disorders such as IPF, uh, as the primary endpoint. And why did you choose lung function as a primary endpoint rather than health-related quality of life, for example? We decided to choose uh, force vital capacity because IPF is a disease which is only limited to the lung uh, and because it's been traditionally used in other unsuccessful trials for uh, uh, detecting the effect of any drug and also because is the current use is the current measure that we use in clinical practice to check for uh, the status of our patients however health related quality of life which in my personal opinion are very important were secondary endpoints in the trial you also had acute exacerbations as a secondary endpoint. And I noticed in the paper that you found a reduction in the incidence of acute exacerbations over 12 months in the patients on the highest dose of the tyrosine kinase inhibitor. How did you define exacerbations in this study? Right. So the definition of acute exacerbation in the study was basically the standard, I would say, definition that we used in other different studies. Um, However, uh, there was no double-checking for the definition of acute exacerbation of IPF. In other words, we did not adjudicate the events, but they were investigator-adjudicated. That maybe could explain why we did find a relatively high uh, incidence of acute exacerbation in the placebo arm, which is up to 16%. And uh, in other words, this may not be all true idiopathic acute exacerbation, but they will all be clinically relevant deterioration of the disease. And the fact that the highest dose of the drug actually decreased significantly the incidence of this event, I think is a quite good support for suggesting an effect of this drug in IPF. 
And my understanding is that unlike with uh, COPD, for example, where we define exacerbations as being caused by infection, these events weren't necessarily infection-related. Is that correct? Actually, you have to exclude infection to define these acute exacerbations. So the terms that we use is idiopathic acute exacerbation. In other words, when a patient with IPF deteriorates, you need to exclude all the known cause of deterioration in IPF, including pulmonary embolism, infection, or uh, any other event that we know can cause deterioration. So these were idiopathic acute exacerbation, non-infectious, non-traumembolic, and not of any known cause. Was the drug well tolerated? Were there any particular problems with side effects? The drug was relatively well tolerated, although the drug-related adverse events were more frequent, significantly more frequent in the highest dose, uh, and also... This drug has the safety profile of a typical, um, I would say, cancer drug. And so diarrhea and vomiting was experienced by many patients in the highest dose, although discontinuation due to adverse events were very rare. And do you think that there's a role for tyrosine kinase inhibitors in patients with pulmonary fibrosis based on this work, or do you think we need more trials? I think we need more trials. Actually, a phase, actually, two phase three concomitant trials are ongoing and enrolling patients, and I'm pleased to tell you that the enrollment of these trials uh, reached recently uh, 35% of the, the of the plan. So, I think that we the phase two trials actually are supportive of the role for tyrosine kinase inhibitor in IPF, but we will have a definitive answer from these two large phase three trials which are currently ongoing, and we are expecting the results in something between 16 and 18 months from now. That's very interesting. Thank you very much, Dr. Ecaldi, for taking the time to do this podcast today. Thank you very much. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.